Hi there, this is Eileen Elvira, and you can call me I. And I'm Anita Betosh, and you can call me Anita Betosh. <laughs> and we're your hosts for Generation X. Welcome to the show. We're here to share stories and have conversations about everyday life and how we navigate through it. Peppered with a little Asian culture and Gen X flair. So, adjust your volumes, and let's get this party started. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my girl is... She's like, a, her face just turned blank. As, she's like one of those people like, you know how you watch those movies and then when you hit the, like the camera, red, red light comes on, you're like, you become deer in headlights. That's what Anita just looked like right now. Hey, I'm an introvert. So I know stop, people don't believe this. Stop using they, that excuse. They, they meet me, but I, I am. Um, no, I just had, I, you know, I was completely lobotomized after watching Barbie. So I'm just trying to recover from that. This was like the state of mind that I was after we got out of that movie. Dude, okay, guys, we took one for the team for you guys. And we decided we were going to watch Barbie because it was all the rage. And there are a lot of you out there listening or you're thinking like, hmm, I, I'll never get caught dead watching that. However, you're super curious about it. So we took one for the team and watched it last, um, last Friday, right? Yeah. I, it was kind of like an impromptu thing. And actually what spurred it for me was that I have a Gen Zer at home and he basically said to me, oh yeah, my friends and I are going to watch the Barbie movie. And I thought, what are you talking about? And I got the sense that it was going to be very like a meme, you yeah. know? And um, so we, I told Eileen, hey, let's go, because apparently it's not just like, you know, eight-year-olds going, and there seems to be a big hubbub about it and a huge marketing campaign. Otherwise, it would have never been on our radar. And true, because I would have never watched it. You're the one who brought it up, and I was like, hey, I'll go out and watch movies, because I, I watch any movie. I'm, I'm all for the entertainment. I the entertainment factor and Ryan Gosling was going to be in it. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think, I don't, I don't know. I, I remember hearing during the whole, d- during the viewing of the movie, uh, I said a lot of things like, what the fuck, what's going on? Or you're I mean, going, no, you were like, uh, I feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> you said that w- at one point. Did I? It was yeah, because it was about Ken, and then I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine like a guy? A guy would probably be like either really uncomfortable or kind of pissed, right?" I- I think we all kind of know the Barbie world is all about Barbie. So yeah, but it wasn't. There was a lot in this movie, but let's talk about our reactions first. I think I heard you making sounds like. Um, <laughs> or like, <laughs> I don't know about this. I know. I was like, oh uh, yeah. It, every time something like totally like, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, Maybe. I would basically say, okay, uh, here's another, here's another moment where Angel would walk out of this good movie theater. That's my husband. You actually did say that. Yeah. I was and... like, oh, here's another one. He would never, he would walk out like right now. I think he would have walked out about 12 or 13 times during the, during the, <laughs> <laughs> during the movie oh uh, and that's what i told him i was like he's like how did it how, how was it because he was reading reviews on it uh-huh. and i was like honey you would have walked out at least 13 times <laughs> okay I, I know what the noises are that and the comments that we were making they were bad dream noises you know like we're like oh no no oh, no <laughs> like wake up eileen it's okay <laughs> Um, but the reason why I think we reacted like this is because we had no idea what to expect. We didn't read reviews. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of thought, oh, 
we've heard some stuff from people we know that were so excited to go. And it wasn't the usual crowd that you would expect. It wasn't like, oh, eight-year-olds and their moms. And so when we went in, we were visually assaulted by <laughs> a lot of a lot of different colors. But they pink. were and that was expected. Yep, I think yep. there were a lot of different uh interesting references. And the first one is like when the movie opens up, there's this huge reference to the 2001 Space Odyssey. And it's a Donna Man, the Stanley Kubrick movie where they're in this like, you know, landscape and it's very sparse and and then, you know, it's kind of co- goes from there and there's like a narrator. And so I, I honestly think that was one of the best parts of the movie. I mean, well, <laughs> and I felt artistically like, that was like, oh, well, cool. you know, when you're on the roller coaster and you're just going really slow and yeah. then you haven't even ramped up yet, I felt like that was setting the wrong expectation for what the movie was going <laughs> to well, be like. Let's, let's set an expectation first for our listeners. This is going to be a total spoiler one because there's no way to explain this movie unless we spoil it. And we figure you're not going to watch it anyways. So well, anyways, even if we spoil it, we can't verbally, I mean, even if we describe every yeah, single it's aspect. it's all commentary, really. It's You cannot, you have to see it and experience it to understand. Yeah, exactly. The sheer visual, audio, everything that comes and hits you. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's like the world looked black and white after. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we well, like- on so many levels, it was, uh, it made you think about like a ton of 80s references, right? So like yeah, the yeah. Gen X in us was like, okay, the Stanley Kubrick movie kind of reference to open up. And then there were like dance numbers where you oh were like, oh my gosh, that was boy okay. band Saturday give, night. Give it up for Ryan live. Gosling because he was oh, yeah. totally a sport on this one. Like, but the dance numbers were reminiscent to me of like the Grease Lightning yeah. dance montage in Greece yeah. or West Side Story where yep. they were doing certain like hand motions and stuff. Yep. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like every boy band and every musical dance number all rolled up in one. It was like extra, extra, extra. And every time those dance numbers came up, I was like, okay, here's another time Angel would walk out of the movie theater. <laughs> or like he was singing too. Like, so right. that's even worse. Like not not that Ryan Gosling is, he's actually a good singer, but I mean like Angel would hate that. He'd be like, what's happening right now? <laughs> like, I think I, there was one point where I said, what's happening? Like, what are we watching? <laughs> Well, like I said, we just didn't realize like, yeah, we expected all the pink and the Barbie dream house and all those visuals were there, you know, all the Barbie costumes, everything, you know, all the blondness, uh, some of the things that uh, we didn't, I guess, expect were, um, you know, there were a lot of like so many cultural references that made me think of our youth. So um like I said, one of them was a dance number. One of them was like the crazy 80s uh, rollerblading outfit they had oh on. Oh my gosh, the rollerblading outfit. That was legit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Venice Beach and also coming from Southern California. Yeah, that, yeah. We're that kind of like were, those were references to how we grew up. So it was yeah. kind of disturbing to see it. I know. That's funny, the thing. disturbing. Like That's the thing is we didn't realize is that back in the 80s, it wouldn't have been so flamboyant because there was a lot of pink in the 80s. They were all different colors. Pink. It didn't um, stand out at all. Was it uh, like... um, 
it was neon yellow neon colors neon yeah. blue all Aqua, the neon colors yep pink the dago glow like uh yellows and yep. and so uh oh my gosh but the the super platinum blonde ryan gosling it reminded me of um remember when um freddie prince jr yeah. played uh shaggy uh, on Sha- yeah he played the, uh, uh-huh. the what's his name is not shaggy oh oh it's uh uh Fred. Fred. Yeah, that's I was what like, it was. that's such oh, a bad diet. Like, it's not supposed to be that color. Like, it's it looks so unnatural, but it was on purpose. You oh, know? yeah, that was the point. Yeah, this which was, like, was super uh, funny. This is kind of like over <laughs> the top. And so I would have to definitely say, you know, uh, it's very pink, very Hold on. Vibrant also, I want to say that I never, 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 ever played with Barbies. I never owned one. I hated dolls. Like, And so <laughs> this was even more shocking to me because I was just like. I played with Barbies. With the neighborhood girls, mm-hmm. but I was gifted a Barbie, and it was more about us making clothes because at the time my parents would never spend money on getting all those fancy Barbie outfits, and so we, you know, for me it was more like a creative outlet of, you know, taking shredded material or shredding yep. my own shirts and making yep. clothes for Barbie. So it was a different experience. Oh, the shoulder pads! There, oh were, yeah, there were shoulder pads, and Margot Robbie was great. The, I would say the acting. The was acting excellent. was amazing. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't say anything about that. And then Will Ferrell, um, America Ferrera, and then um, I forgot what the the young daughter uh, who what what her name was, but we'll, I'll pull that one up just so we can give her some credit. Oh, and what's her name's in it? Um, the, oh, the, from uh, from oh from Cheers. Uh, Rita Perlman. Rita Perlman. Yeah, that's it. That's Helen it. Mirren is a narrator, and there it's really a star studded cast and it's a project that apparently a lot of people were very excited to do yeah and so i think what it was kind of unsettling or strange about it is that it combines the familiar with the unfamiliar and yeah. of course you know like yep. if you're going to make barbie come alive and she's going into the real world and i guess it's the plot is important it's like she's having an existential existential crisis about what's the point of being her and being her is messed up and yeah. all of these yeah. things that are more like real world type of things. And so to have such an innocuous toy, you know, that a lot of people are familiar with and have yep. stereotypes about, and then they're going through all of these very bizarre, over the top, emotional, like, uh, and it's a wild ride. It's, it is like a roller coaster. And so I got to say too, if you want comedy, dude, Kate McKinnon from... Uh, Saturday Night Saturday Night Live was amazing, and then Michael Sarah, like he's just a funny guy, like just the way he talks and stuff like that. It's just so funny. Yeah, so Uh, definitely it is a comedy. Oh, and the Shen Shen Key guy was there. Oh yeah, the guy from Uh huh. How do you say that? Simu Liu. (laughs) I don't know. I think that you said it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma Mackey. Oh, she's in Sex Education. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the the friend, the bestie. Oh, yes. Now I recall who um, you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so that's the star-studded cast. I don't think I... I, I, I think Rita Perlman was... Um, she was uh, a cameo because she's, she she's not in the cast, the casting. So mm-hmm. you, you, you get surprised when you actually see her um, show up. However, let's go back to... <laughs> yeah, so, so going back to things that are familiar, like, yeah. of course, it's a Barbie. So she doesn't have joints. She has a weird, you know, feet that don't go flat. Until she starts having these emotional, uh, these feelings and questions that break her out of her Barbie life. I love that part, by the way, when she took her shoes off and her feet stayed. Yeah. That was like, 
token Barbie. So right, exactly. when you see it, you you do get nostalgic about the whole thing. Even if you didn't play with Barbie, like I didn't play with Barbie right. either. However, but culturally, I know, we all we know all the dolls yeah, don't move like that. Exactly. Like they, they they're not movable like they are now. Yeah, yeah. So this is not the I guess blonde first world order Barbie. In this film, she's represented in every color, shape, condition. We see pregnant Barbie, weird Barbie, damaged. You know, well, that's yeah, that's Barbie. why she's called. Um, not traditional Barbie. She's called stereotypical Barbie. Stereotypical That's her name. Stereotypical Barbie, right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she's stereotypical Barbie. And then there's like uh, President Barbie, Lawyer exactly. Barbie. There's like all these different right, Barbies. Right. And um, same thing with the Kens. They're stereotypical yep. Ken. Yep. And then there's a lot of like there's a Chinese Ken and right. there's a African-American Ken. And like so that's that's kind of that was funny, too. That was like, yeah. Asian Ken, right? Yeah, Asian Ken. They're like, hi, Ken. Who hey, in Ken. the doing, Barbie Ken? world seems to be very manly, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> which the casting is good. Yeah, and all the Kens are like competing, which is really uh, hilarious. Um, right, right. It's funny how, did you notice, and we never even talked about this, like the men competed, but the women didn't? Right, because it's the Barbie world. Right. And so, it, you know, it's so strange because... Um, and I guess you just have to laugh about it. Uh, you have to laugh cause, or else you get all like, you know, all salty about it, especially if you're a man watching this. Or you know. if you're, you know, whether you're a feminist and you thought, oh, Barbie's such a feminist toy, yeah. they address that. Or Barbie is such an unrealistic model of... They do oh, address that. So just yeah, so you guys so, know, it's not a, it's not like a woke kind of Well, thing. that's what I mean. There's so much like stereotypes that are addressed and issues that are addressed about Barbie and commentary that your mind is going everywhere. You're like 80s reference, movies reference, fashion reference, cultural reference, all of these ideas of like ideological issues that are around Barbie. What does she symbolize? What doesn't she symbolize? How does she alienate? How doesn't she alienate? How are they fixing? I mean, it is all in here. And it's really like, uh, I guess for someone who has all the reference points of like a Gen Xer, mm-hmm. it's a lot. You're just like, what is this it about? Is. You're it's all like, over the place. That's what it is. I guess that's that's a good. It's a lot. I guess overwhelming when you're watching it because you're not only visually <laughs> overwhelmed, but you're also thinking about, okay, wait a minute, what's this supposed to uh, represent? What is this symbolic of, or whatever you know? And um, the one thing that I saw some reviews after, because I ne- I didn't read any reviews. I think mm-hmm. you saw one. I, I saw one. Or you heard some lady. Review. Yes, yes uh-huh. um, I didn't see any of it, and then so I was just I went in there with an open mind, and I always go in to a movie thinking it's just for entertainment. I'm not the Academy, you know what I mean. I'll have mm-hmm. my things later. However, I'll never say it's very rare that I'll say the movie was not entertaining. Even if it was bad, you know, sometimes right. it just entertains you So you're you for not somebody hours. who walks out of a movie. No, I've only okay. walked out of one movie, and I think it's because I was too young to understand it. Right. Because um, I know that if I saw it again, it was that one with William Hurt. I forget what it was called. Anyways, um, I would probably watch it again. I would probably uh-huh. watch it. Um, I think it was like, or no, I don't want to remember what it was. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so, uh, so, okay, having said that, I thought that, a lot of people were complaining for, about, oh, it, it's like man bashing. You know what I mean? 
Right. It's about well, it is the Barbie world. First That's of all, what I was they saying. have like, no it's genitals. Freaking Barbie. Okay. Yeah. And and they talk about how all the Kens are they are literally emasculated and you know, they're living in a matriarchal world, you know, feminist world. And so they have no power. So then that there's a whole storyline where they get empowered and they are the oppressed and then they come back and while they're talking where they while Ken we see Ken this let me Barbie, make that clear because uh-huh. I'm I'm a listener listening to you okay. and I have no idea what you're saying okay however for me I know what you're saying so Anita is actually saying when uh Barbie and Ken go to the real world which they do they get out of the Barbie world so like I said we're gonna have spoilers um Ken realizes whoa we are not disrespected here. You know, we are People actually respect us. Respect us. Yes. So he, yes. Goes, he goes. We are equal. We're <laughs> actually not just, we're, we're equal, if not even more. More because he powerful. goes to the library, yes. right? Yes. And uh-huh. then he finds all this patriarchal, like, history. Like, yes. Yeah. And then he, that's power how, and yeah. men on money and women are not the same, uh, you know, power holders. As they are in Barbie world. So, yeah. So he, he brings all that information back. Yes. And that's how he empowers yes. the guys over there. Yes. But then their empowerment thing, the reason why your mind gets scrambled is he, you realize this and it's a very poignant moment. And then it's an emotional yeah. moment for him. Like there's a lot of emotional touching moments for all, for Barbie as well. But his, that's the part you felt uncomfortable because you were yeah, like, you're like, I feel what? really uncomfortable. You're like, what is this? Like Ryan Gosling can is like breaking down. And yeah. I mean, it wasn't bothersome to me when he had a fur jacket on and he was doing the <laughs> yeah. boy band dance. But at the same time. When he was were, beaching. The, uh, the, the whole time when he had the fur jacket on, I was like, oh, my God, that's like Joe Montana on oh the sidelines. Oh, my side gosh, lines. I remember that. That's like Vin Diesel. That's like Buster Rhymes. Yeah, That's yeah, like Kanye, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, wearing the fur jacket. That's like his toxic empowerment. Like, yeah, I'm totally, the bomb. Like, totally. look at me, I'm shirtless, you know? Like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, it's too much. But it and was, Ryan's abs, like everyone knows right, Ryan's abs. Right, so like that right. was not even like... <laughs> so so like you go from, from that emotional thing to this crazy thing and you're just thinking like, what are we watching? What is this? You know, and I don't know, maybe somebody who And is- this whole time that he the funny part about it, and I don't know what other, you know, reviewers would say about it, but like this whole time he's trying to take over Barbie world, it's still all because of Barbie. Yes. Like he still just wants her. That's why he just wants to be partnered by yes, Barbie. Yes, yes. He, he wants he's to be doing seen it all as, for her, as which less, is kind of funny. As as uh more than just less than yeah. Barbie or an appendage that, to Barbie. Isn't that if you're not a narcissist, right? Isn't that how the world runs? Like yeah. even though a man is say going for the top job, there's always a woman involved. Not that I'm not saying that a woman helps him get the top job, but I'm saying mm-hmm. there's there's always a woman somewhere in his or life. Some, Unless he's a narcissist, like I said, who doesn't yeah, care. Someone that inspires them. Or in this situation, it was just about the basic relationship dynamic where one person has more power and the other person doesn't. And you're just trying to get, you know. And the funny thing is it's so subconscious. Like, I don't think Barbie realized or the other Barbies. Right. They didn't really realize that the, the guys were oppressed. 
You know, I'm hearing us talk and I'm like, oh my God, the, the, why are we talking about such ser- serious things when it's this Barbie movie? But it's movie? funny. <laughs> but that's what the movie is like, Yeah, people. because we're you, trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you, you go it's, in there and you're like, oh, you're just going to watch Barbie and like a silly... It's a dancing yeah, silly numbers. Thing. Yeah. But then you should have been smarter when you saw the cast and said, wait a minute. Yeah. There's got to be some point to this movie because this cast is, is pretty good. Yeah. It's not a ragtag, you know, like cast. And I think we've said before in some of our previous reviews that you bring your own references. So as a Gen Xer, there's like so much more. But if you're going in and you're a younger person, like a preteen or even uh, a Gen Zer, yeah. so the 20s, you know, you're just thinking this is the best meme style movie ever. Yeah, because like, Adrian even mentioned it. Goes, you went to satire. The, you, want, you saw Barbie? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, he, he said they're talking about it too. Like he's all, seeing it. In all his... of the friends loved it. And I, 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 I told my son, I'm not sure about it. And it was really funny because his comment was like, if you don't think this is funny, you may just be too old. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's your But the funny it. thing is, I, I okay, I thought it was funny. Like I laughed, but not because it was a comedy. Like it, there were funny parts. Like I said, Michael Sarah is he just makes me laugh just yeah. saying words, whatever. And 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 SNL girl, right? Yeah, that was hecka funny, right? But as the movie as a whole, it doesn't. It's not a a, a comedic like it's. It's not like everyone's a comedian in that show. No, and it brings up some serious harsh. World war, world issues that we deal with in reality, and that's why for us it was like, oh my gosh, like what part of ourselves is this talking to? It's talking to all these uh, parts of yourself: the the humor, the serious issues, the the nostalgia. So there's a lot of complexity. I wouldn't necessarily write it off as. A black and white kind of review, like, oh, this is so wonderful. Like, yeah. And a generic review like that, or give it a scathing review, you know. And some of the scathing reviews were, oh, this is anti feminist or whatever. But no, I don't even think that, because think about it. Is a Barbie movie. You also should have gotten a sign. I mean, like that, because it was, it was by, it was produced by America Ferreira. Like, she wouldn't uh-huh, do, right. you know, she wouldn't do something that was like frivolous. Every time she does something, there's something about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even when she acted in Ugly Betty, that thing was pretty, like, critically acclaimed because she was supposedly ugly, which I didn't think she was. Right. Yet she was here in this fashion world, right, mm-hmm. that was full of beautiful people, right? skinny people, like, you know. And so I would think that if she was going to create a movie like this, there was going to have to be some kind right. of lesson. And everyone was different. You could have been like, oh, I'm pro Barbie. I'm pro Ken. I'm pro America Ferrera's um, part where she was the mom. And I remember saying it about her. I go, hey, she said something in the end I didn't agree with. Remember? Right, right. She has this whole monologue at the end. Yeah. Who she is in this film is that she's a real world person who works at Mattel um, in the Barbie division. And she basically starts sketching about Barbie and her feelings of anxiety. And somehow this is like where, literally like, sketching, like she's drawing it out in the okay, game on paper and stuff. Yeah. So in the movie, we see her sketches and then it soon becomes to light that Barbie in her Barbie-topia is having all these strange experiences, like her feet going flat instead of staying in that perfect healed 
you know, mold and other things. Her having anxiety. Her having anxiety and this crisis about who is she? What is she about? What's her purpose? Because America Ferrer's character bleeds, her emotions bleeds into that world. So that's where... Because she owns that particular Barbie, like that stereotypical Barbie she played with, right? Yes, that's kind of like from her youth. And so that is where the fantasy and the merging of these two reality and then this plastic world comes and it gets very crazy. And it's really indicative of that. And going back to America Ferreira does not do like lightweight, inconsequential, like throwaway fluff stuff. The director actually that they picked, uh, Greta Gerwig, she actually is known for like indie films and she's very experimental. And after, you know, I had to research this because I thought, what was the director thinking? What was the artistic vision? And after I realized she's considered an art house director, she's done Little Women and Lady Bird. And one of the characteristics of an art house film is that it's an indie film, it's niche, it's not for mass appeal, it's very experimental. And she actually talks about how she wants her work to be wild, unruly, and spill over the edges. And I felt like, well, mission accomplished, spilled over the edges visually, audio, just the whole thought and all of the ideas that she brings. And so she literally said about Barbie, this is an artificial world with emotional authenticity. And something that she thought she said that I thought was so different from our traditional Gen X thing is that emotions are okay, like a strong woman can cry, you Mm -hmm. know, and that... um, one thing she does like to do is talk to women across generations. So Barbie's been around for a long time. Yeah, definitely. And we see real, real, real Perlman. Can you say that name? Rhea. Rhea Perlman makes an appearance as the creator of Barbie. And she's named after, uh, she makes a doll after her daughter, Barbara. Mm -hmm. And she reaches out and then it kind of touches on many different generations and many iterations of Barbie. So it's it, it's a shallow movie. It's a fun movie. It's a deep movie. It's an emotional movie. There's so much in there. I would say maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe some people will say, oh my gosh, they did too much. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, I know that they spent a whole crap load of money on marketing. It was the biggest marketing budget in all the movies. Like it has a record breaking kind of marketing budget. And so... It definitely did beat Oppenheimer in the in the box office because wow. remember Oppenheimer came out at the same time. Yeah, there, there was a dual marketing campaign, right? Go see and yeah, these two very opposite movies. Yeah, so I think it. I'm pretty sure it beat it because I was looking at the um, what is it called the box office? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know though that people were doing like what you said that they were watching double features. Yeah, we thought about both. Yeah. seeing Barbie first. And then going to see Oppenheimer. It just didn't work out for us. People need lighthearted stuff. There's just a lot of stuff going on in the world these past three years. And people are just like, bring on the freaking lighthearted shit. So like, I think the maker did a great job of bringing in that lightheartedness of Mm -hmm. this movie. However, putting some real life issues in it that we're dealing with and not, and, and it, and very much in the light way you know what i'm saying like you don't go in there and you're like unless you're like one of those crazy trollers who just want to troll and get mad all the time (laughs) like (laughs) you know your observation is great because one thing i did read about her in the interview is that during the pandemic 
she was just thinking like, oh my God, am I ever going to be, are we going to be making movies anymore? Is anyone ever going to go back to the theater? And so when she moved this, made this movie, she poured everything that she was hoarding inside of her into it. And you can tell, I mean, there's a lot of effort and thought and a lot of curated different aspects of it. So I would say if you're somebody who's really curious, if you're somebody who loves the dance numbers and the trolling <laughs> and the you know the satire, yeah. the over the top kind of a thing, this is for you. This is at least entertaining. I don't know if it's appropriate for young girls. I no. think it's a lot. And I really don't. We talked about that. And I because there was a dad who had an eight year old next to us, and yep. and uh, was yeah, it a dad? Yes. Oh my god. He and he was talking la- about taking one for the team. Well, he was laughing. I'm sure he thought, "Oh my god, this is going to be hell." But I love my daughter, so I'm going. But he was laughing so hard, and I just turned to Eileen and I said, "Hey, his daughter is like seven or eight. Yeah, like, she's and I was have like, some bad dreams. Uh, I don't think. That. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that was definitely not for children, and that's why it's PG thirteen. Yes. Yeah, yes. and so I was like, "Well, it is PG 13 Yeah, he didn't. Re- he didn't see that. <laughs> I don't think he did. I think people see Barbie, and they're just like, "It's Barbie," you know yeah. what I mean? But that means that kids now are still playing with Barbie. Well, I think there's a lot of other options out there, and I think you know the the, the funny thing about this whole movie is like, um, it's a huge uh, like a brand endorsement movie. Like, not only are they, of course, produce. Uh, promoting their Barbie dolls and Mattel, but oh my gosh, the fashion labels, you know. Oh yeah, they were putting the fashion up. And everything then... was promoted here. The and car. so, and the irony is they actually say, oh, Barbie isn't just a capitalistic world promoting all these like capitalistic brands. And then they have all these like, yeah, they're, and they're It's kind of making fun of themselves. Right? I know, remember so, I was like, is she wearing a Chanel uh, necklace a or whatever? Chanel yeah, outfit, head to toe, like... yes. I thought that was funny because I didn't, like I said, I didn't play with Barbie. So I didn't know she had like designer clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, we were using ripped shirts and making Barbie clothes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I thought that it was just like uh, Mattel clothes, you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought, I was also um, laughing because I was like, wow, Mattel actually had to approve this movie. And yeah. they have that whole thing where, in, like Victoria's Secrets, where they go into the boardroom and all the guys, all the people are guys. All the executives all are the executive men. Are men there's no women in there i know and it's supposed to be like a women's brand or a girl's brand right yeah yeah and then mm-hmm. I, and then i thought wait a minute it's mattel it's not barbie right, right. so mm-hmm. mattel's got tons of other you know right toy story type toys and stuff like exactly. that and so i'm like okay okay i see that however it did it did make a point yeah so there's a lot of little points like this yep. they make it very palatable because if you don't like that then you just look at Ryan Gosling's abs. Yeah, exactly. You know, or the all the beautiful Barbies. Not just Barbies, Ryan Gosling, but all the other all guys. The, in the, yeah. All the Kens. <laughs> yeah, all picked the Kens. All, if there's a lot of eye candy, yep. whether you like, you I think know. that's why they made Michael Sarah Allen his buddy, because he didn't. Right. He, oh, I thought that was a funny part. The dorky the Ken? The, yeah, the, he, was, he was named Allen, and they discontinued. He was his. He was Ken's friend. I had Alan. You did? Yes. Oh my god, that's <laughs> hilarious! I didn't even know there was an Alan. And then I thought the great. I thought a great part was um, when they went into Weird Barbie's house and yeah. all the discontinued Barbies were living with yes, her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was really yes. funny. The funny thing about um, there, the one weird Barbie. She's weird because somebody 
Yeah, what, a what, kid made her weird. Yes, what uh, actually constitutes weird is that someone played too hard with her. So, for example, her hair was cut off, her face was drawn out on, her hair was burnt, and... She was in a constant split, like yes, she's always doing yes, the splits. <laughs> exactly. And the funny thing is that um, you never played with Barbies. I never bought Barbies, Barbies for my children, Yeah, but my daughter had gotten one as a gift. Of course, she got one as a gift, mm-hmm. um, not my I son. I think Lexi also got one for a gift. But when I saw the Barbie on the ground, sure enough... The hair gets cut off, the face gets written on, and we didn't allow our kids to play with matches or fire. So yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> her yeah. hair didn't get burnt, but yeah. you know she may have gotten decapitated. Ca- Maybe she had like tattoos, <laughs> <laughs> and her arms and limbs were broken. She was off, like she right? was like post Malone Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> true. She's like Mike Tyson Barbie. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I was thinking of. Where does it compare? Here is Barbie. She's stereotypical Barbie. And then at the end, like she goes through this crisis, right? And then at the end, she realizes, or Rhea Perlman gives her a choice and says, "Um, well, you can stay here and, you know, be the grand Barbie like you've always been, or you can go into the real world. Mm -hmm. And she decided she wants to go into the real world because she wants to get older. Like she wants to change. She just wants to be normal. Yeah. Right? And and yeah. and I think normal it, the way I saw it was mm-hmm. like she wants to change. She's mm-hmm. st- she's like trapped in Static, this world. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's not getting older. Right. She's her body's not changing her face yeah. whatever. And remember when she would meet like an older person on the street she was like she's You're so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, like right. she didn't she didn't she wants to experience that. Right. And we're not going to give away the last line of the movie cuz no, that was no. funny. Right. <laughs> like that in that case, mm-hmm. that was very normal, a normal thing, and she yep. got to do it, and that was great. I think she felt like she was leaving the Barbie world in a better state because the men were like, oh, we have personalities too. <laughs> yeah, they had a voice, right? So yeah, it wasn't Because they had a, 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 an oppressive as well. Right. It wasn't just an oppressive society, and there was progression, Toward something and, different, and don't you think that's something uh-huh. like? See, we're making this Barbie movie deep, but it's you can make it deep, like well, because it's the the roots of it is already the yeah. seeds of it, it have already been thrown out there yeah, by yeah. this director and by the producers, and so what I'm saying is, yeah, we see the deepness, but we're not creating it out of nothing. It's not like coming out of our old. It's know, happening. Yeah, it's, she didn't. She didn't make it up. They bring it up in this film, but so. I like the way she reversed it, so it's not so serious and powerful you know what i mean it's like it's not so dry and harsh and yeah it's not brittle. yeah because if it was the other way around where mm-hmm. it was like a ken world and the women right. are, that would have been in this day and age right now right. it would have been freaking nuts like it would right. just get such bad however when they reverse the roles yeah. you can still see yeah. that oh this is happening to some women even though Exactly. Ken that's right. going through this, right? Right. And so what I would have learned from it, if I if I had like a 13-year-old there watching with me, yeah. I would tell them, my child, whatever, that you don't have to be a victim in this world. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be oppressed. Right. You just have to realize yeah. that you are the source. And this is what I've learned. You know, It's like you are the source of like how you're going to live your life, how you're going to be, whether you're going to be a victim, whether you're going to be oppressed or whatever. And Ken realizes that in the end. And mm-hmm. he didn't even 
no one had to like tell him. He just had to live through the whole thing. Right. And he was like, oh, you know, even though Barbie was like, can't we be just Barbie and just Ken? Ken. Yeah. Right. And when she said that, that's when he was like, oh, like, right. you know, like he had this epiphany and it was like, I could just be. I could just be Ken. Like, I could right. be me. Ken is me. Like, I don't have to have someone else to yeah. make myself meaningful or yeah. to be we whole. codependent. Yeah, to be whole, right? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah, there's it's just so many messages on so many levels. Yeah, and you're yeah, just like, yeah. wow, this yeah. is I this think is people are being movie. too one-sided when they come out and start doing scathing, like, reviews right. on it. Because I don't, I don't agree. I think that there were... I mean, I'm not a man. I would love to hear like if Angel watched it with an open mind because Angel doesn't watch right. those things with an open mind either. However, if I asked him to watch it with an open mind, right. he might. I would love to hear what he thought. Like, did you think that we were that it was a woman bashing men movie? Mm-hmm. Because as soon as Ken came in with the whole patriarchal thing, whatever, right. I, I stopped thinking it was about bashing men. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I so, mean, there's a lot of like flipping, like they present something and then you're thinking all of these things and then they flip it on you. So it is a very thought, it can be a very thought provoking movie or you can just enjoy all the dance yeah, numbers. Yeah, don't be so sensitive. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's fine. But you know, I mean, if but you go- But we're Gen Xers, so we're not sensitive. Exactly. I think that's why we got yeah. at that. But like maybe if a 35 year old watched it, I don't know, maybe they'll have a different, you know. That review that you heard, mm-hmm. how old was that woman? I think she was in her 40s and she was very much feeling like the emotions were were too over the top. And I think it was hard for some people to process Barbie can only be like the Barbie in the toy movies should only be this. And you guys are bringing in too many crazy things into this. I mean, I think it is a lot. I mean, we come from the culture of K-dramas, telenovelas, mm-hmm. uh, over-the-top kind of, you know, genres of movies. And even for us, this was over-the-top. Yeah. You know, this really pushed us in a lot of ways. So and in terms of that, I find it extremely unique, you know. That's why she called herself Stereotypical Barbie. Mm-hmm. Because she wanted to remind us, okay, this is Stereotypical Barbie. Exactly. And then the little, the teenager, she called Barbie out. Yeah, and that's the part right. that you got to pay attention to because right. that is what happened to Barbie uh, a few, you know, some years ago when mm-hmm. people started saying Barbie is too perfect. She's making, you know, girls feel bad about themselves. Blah blah blah. But why blame just Barbie? There's freaking Victoria's Secrets. There's uh, right. It's a even whole the Sports Illustrated people. You know, you, we can't all be like that. You know what I mean? Movement, right? So it, exactly. I mean. I think you have to take everything with a certain measure, grain of salt, and context. Mm. And so I would say, just keep in mind, guys, this is entertainment. And America loved Barbie. America Ferreira, I mean. Right. Not America. America Ferreira. Right. She had the anxiety and stuff, but she wasn't in her daughter's camp. She loved Barbie. She did. And her daughter- made her who she was, you know? And her daughter just comes out and say, you're fascist. Yeah, exactly. Which is very indicative of her generation, her daughter's generation. So you do see, going back to weaving in generational type of responses. Yeah. So Barbie has been made very controversial. Yeah. So, she was she she was and, made um, controversial. Yeah. yeah, I guess I didn't realize that the millennials still played with Barbie. Like they still they got the gist of Barbie. 
Oh, the millennials because, definitely played. Yeah, because when we Barbie. were in, in Gen uh-huh. X, Barbie was stereotypical for we. I oh, yeah. only knew stereotypical yeah. Barbie. I didn't right. know the yeah and how the Nobel you, Prize winning Barbie. You know right. what I'm saying? How could you relate to weird proportion Barbie with blonde? Hair yeah, especially and blue us. eyes, right? We're yeah, we're yeah, so yeah. different, right? So it so. was the millennials who got to experience the new age Barbie, the right. ones that were successful, the, right. the the Supreme Court Justice Barbie, right. like you know those right. guys. We didn't have that when we yeah. were. <laughs> so we were we were like close to the beginning where those little girls right. were playing with the babies. Right. That and, was awesome. <laughs> and and Barbie wasn't the only stereotypical thing. I mean, sh- shoot. Yeah. That that's a whole ne- different podcast on oppression yeah. and within your culture and and in society. That 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 might be te- a ten podcast. I think series. I think that's what probably why like American Girl got famous, really popular for mm-hmm. the um, the Gen Z people, yeah, or the Gen Z kids because they were they were essentially they were teen like the there were no adult American girls. Mm-hmm. They I think they stopped at tweens. I think there were no teenagers. You know, the dolls, I mean, right? Yeah. There were no teenage American Girl dolls. American Girl dolls already came in like different um, ethnicities and different kinds of hair. And they're like, my... Couldn't my, you customize it to Yeah, you can make yourself? it look like you. Right, yeah, exactly. Which was creepy, but like... Um, right, so in our kids' generation, they had brats, they had all different kinds of... Oh my of, gosh, brats, don't even go to brats. Yeah, brats so that's like, like a whole different thing. Controversial but, too. Right, so anyways, I think... After we thought about it, had a chance to process it, I think we we do see there's a lot of different levels of appeal to this movie. Um, and hopefully, you know, this is, will probably be out of the theaters fairly quickly, but I'm sure it's going to be on some Maybe. streaming service. And it'll make it more palatable for people who don't want to spend a cent and want to see it for hey, free. After we watched it, we had to have hamburgers and french fries. After I know. We, we had to have like... some really unhealthy food and just process. At least like, it was Shake Shack and it wasn't exactly. like McDonald's or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I was talking about um, Legally Blonde after? Yeah, that would have been a good chaser. Yeah, it would have been and a we... good chaser because it was like, okay. She was kind of like a Barbie. She was like a lifestyle, life, yeah. life size, uh, what we think of yep. through life, what Barbie would look like. Right. And she became a lawyer and she was right. actually smart and people mm-hmm. thought, you know. So that that was, uh, I think that was sort of the same thing where they were like, okay, you could stereotypically look like this. Mm-hmm. However, you can be super smart and be successful right. and have a lot of friends and, you know, yeah. and get to high places and stuff like that. So I think yeah. this kind of theme has just been going on for, for ages and just, we just right. haven't really like recognized it. You know, if you guys are into just watching a fun and entertaining movie and if you want to see some great abs. <laughs> and you love satires, you love all the 80s, you know, yeah. And I'm assuming references. that it's only girls, like women listening to me right now, but I, you men out there that are listening... There's I was a huge yeah. audience of young boys that are want have seen the movie and yep. love the movie. Yeah. So definitely And when we don't mean we shouldn't say boys cuz I mean not just boys but they're like 18, 19, you know, year olds and stuff like that going to watch it and I don't mm-hmm. know if the poll is like you know Margot Robbie or something like that. I don't know. I it's don't. It's Ryan Gosling. It's Margot Robbie. Right. Because Ryan is like a it's a, a man's actor. Meme. You know, like Angel yeah. loves Ryan Gosling. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, he's so versatile. Like. Yeah. And then there's Will Ferrell, of course. He's mm-hmm. very popular with the younger kids too. So, I think I, I think mean, we would be surprised at the demographic that were willing to see it. 
Yeah. And I think it probably cuts across a lot of different demographics of people who are like, hell no, I'm not watching this. And then people who are open to this, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyways, that's our two cents. <laughs> If you hey, if you want to be entertained, it's very entertaining. I gotta say that movie was pretty. I don't think I wasted my money. Yeah, I I, I agree. It was interesting. Though I accidentally bought senior citizen tickets. <laughs> I was like uh, turning the thing into the 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 Cinemark lady, and she like gave me the ticket. I'm like, why does it say senior on it? <laughs> But since we're Asian, they were like, oh, they could be like... Yeah, they're probably 65. <laughs> and they still look like this. That's fine. <laughs> it was only $9, by the way, if you're a senior and you're listening to this. Uh, it was $9. We watched it on an opening day, Friday afternoon, right? I think yeah. it was still matinee. We went Friday early. morning. Oh, shit, we went it in was the morning. at 10.30 We're crazy. Like I said, we didn't plan to do this. <laughs> we literally did this for you guys. We were like, let's watch it so we could review it on our episode. I mean, that was... That was why we watched it. Like, yeah, so we're well, not just saying there that. There was a huge a cultural buzz about it. And yeah, it, we, we were like, we owed it to our audience. We knew it was, this was going to fill up a, an entire episode. We are going to plan on a rebuttal for our dating episode. So if you guys listened to our last episode, you should, if you didn't listen to it, you got to go listen to it because it's really good. And it's about dating in our 40s or 50s. And we had a guest here who was amazing, Diana. And she kind of gave us her two cents on the dating world and even a lot of dating apps she mentioned, which mm -hmm. I didn't even know some of them that she had mentioned. And we want to rebuttal on that on the male perspective. Mm -hmm. So our next episode, we are going to interview my brother-in-law who is actually out in the dating scene and he's in his... Late 40s. He's mm -hmm. not even, he's not 50 yet. I think he's going to be 50 this year. So we're so excited. About yeah, we are. This. I am excited to talk to him. <laughs> I was so happy when he said he would do it. So tune in for our next episode. But until then, go listen to the last one. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one because we did. Uh, we were having some technical difficulties in the studio when we first got in here today. Like all the power was out, and I have no idea why. And I'll, it, it just, we were running like 100-foot extension cords from the garage, <laughs> and we, we thought we were all set up and everything, and then all of a sudden, the lights turned on after three days of being off, and I think Angel was tinkering over there, and it, mm -hmm. it turned on, so I guess he did something to do that. We got to have this episode, and I'm glad we did. Anita, you got some last parting words? Well, thanks again, for uh, guys, for listening and joining us for this episode. And if you enjoyed this or just got a chuckle, please give us a review. You can contact us with any questions or comments or even ideas of topics that you want us to address at talktalk at generationx.com. Yeah, we'll put that in the description like we always do. And also, if you know any friends out there or anybody out there who you think would enjoy this podcast, definitely share it out because that'll help us spread our joy around the world. Remember that goal, if you guys listen to our first couple episodes, it's like, okay, our goal is to go around the world and get like um, ramen places to uh, sponsor us. <laughs> Follow and subscribe to our podcast for the latest episode drops. And if you guys want to get some extra material on us, we're also on Instagram. Ooh, wait, are we Generation X .podcast? Generation X podcast on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. This is Eileen. And this is Anita. And we are Generation, Generation X. X.